0: Here are three headlines from this week's Globe and Mail. Headline one, spending on a Rivecan app projected to top $54 million, double the amount Ottawa first divulged. Headline number two, ArriveCan's $54 million price tag, outrageous, tech leaders say. And headline number three two Canadian companies, tech companies, planning hackathons to show ArriveCan should not have cost $54 million. Those are the headlines to a series of three articles about the ArriveCan app, a deep dive done by the Globe and Mail's Deputy Ottawa Bureau Chief Bill Curry. Bill is back with us on the program today to talk about his articles and the Homework behind it, Bill. Good morning. Welcome back. Good morning,
1: Sterling. Thanks a lot.
0: Well, it's good to have you with us. Uh, the 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 third. I'm going backwards. I'm going in reverse order because the hackathon was just irresistible. I have to start with that. And this is this is uh, almost a rebuttal by uh, Canadian tech companies who are uh, uh, just miffed to, to be kind, Bill, uh, at the amount of money the government of Canada spent on a can- So perhaps we should start with the actual funds involved versus what we were told this thing was going to cost.
1: Yeah, I mean, Arrive Can has been in the news, as we know, it's been an irritant for a lot of people, especially uh, at the border. Um, anybody who relies on cross-border travel has been complaining about this app. But there hasn't been a whole lot about it in terms of uh, uh, how much it cost or who was involved. And so that's what we looked at. The, the occasional story uh, would reference uh, the Canada Canada Border Services would say it cost uh, about $19 million to develop and another 4 or $5 million to maintain, so rough. just under 25, and that's been the number that's been quoted in articles over the past year. Right, and um, so we started doing a much closer look at the companies involved. And uh, this, this project actually took two months because the story kept changing. And we were initially uh, there was five companies involved, and then then they gave some more information in Parliament in response to a question from MP in our know, written answer that actually had 23 uh, different companies involved. Um, still sticking to that uh, roughly $25 million figure, but adding a little bit more. So it raised, that raised more questions. And so I just kept going back to the officials saying, like, these numbers don't make sense here. We need to, an explanation. And, and um, to their credit, they put me in touch with a very senior official to walk through the numbers. And, and one of the big things is they had not made clear that those numbers were tied to the fiscal year that ended March 31st. So, yes, they'd spent about $25 million up to March 31st, but the new twist is there's another, another $25 million planned for this current fiscal year, of which they've spent half already, and they plan to spend the full $25 million. That brings you to $54 million when you add another little bit uh, that they had mentioned before. And that's not the final cost, because this is not, uh, even though it's no longer mandatory, it's an app that's going to continue yeah. and continue to need maintenance. So $54 million will be the cost by the end of this fiscal year, and then it will keep climbing as long as it continues to exist.
0: So we skip ahead to today's headline, Bill, about the uh, the Canadian, these two Canadian tech companies who are planning a hackathon to show how this should not have cost this uh, uh, $54 million. Basically, their point is, you say there were 20-some companies involved in the production of this app before it finally hit the, uh, the public. Uh, these companies and other Canadian tech companies you've investigated and, and checked with say one company... Should should have been able to develop the whole thing in a package that should have cost about two and a half million bucks.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, as journalists, we fly to raise almost every day, and some stick, and some take off. And boy, this one has really taken off. Uh, and also, people are almost numb to government, government spending, especially federal spending, because the numbers are always large. Sure. But uh, the people who work in this field, as you say, like just can't get their head around fifty-four million dollars. Like these are people who create apps for corporate clients, all the brand names that you see on your commercials, and they say like if they had landed a contract with a big company to do their app and it reached one point five million, like they'd be popping champagne. Like, that's pretty much as big as these contracts yet, so they cannot understand fifty-four million. And uh, these two companies, um, Tribescale and uh, Laser Technologies, uh, their staff, I think they say it was their staff's idea actually to just see how quickly they could put together uh, an app just to make the point that uh, this should be a fairly simple app that you can put together quickly and there's no reason that it should cost that much money. I mean, I'm sure there's probably some extra security levels that are involved with government departments that would have raised the cost a bit, but I think uh, it's 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 all about making a point. Yeah. They say yeah, but much. Bill, you're
0: an Ottawa guy. You know how politics works. Is this largely because uh, the, 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 the massive number of companies involved in the production of this app, is this political? Well, you know, we've got to give some money to a Manitoba company. We've got to get the Maritimes involved and spread a few few dollars in uh, some more in, in Ontario. So politically, it's expedient to involve a lot of people because that way we're, we're satisfying our, our backbenchers who are seen to be doing something. The usual reasons. Is that part of it?
1: I don't know. I, I don't have evidence to say that there's any politics involved. Um, it could simply just be like this: is a federal government and a lot of governments are just having real problems with administering basic services, and so they're they're outsourcing more and more stuff. Um, there was obviously the rush around uh, COVID uh, and the pandemic hitting, and and there's this. So not, we haven't talked about this one part of the story that's kind of interesting: is the company that received the most money, GC Strategies is a very small company, only less than five people, and they seem to have carved out a niche. They don't make apps, um, but they seem to be experts in landing government contracts and then outsourcing it to all kinds of companies that do the work. Uh The problem the story identifies is that um, the government considers this third-party information, so we actually at the moment have no way of knowing who these companies are. The company says they use like 75 subcontractors, so that's like a basic of journalism, whether you're covering City Hall or, or any government, you should be able to see who's getting government contracts. And the way they've done this with this one main company. It's entirely uh, unaccessible to the public where who actually did the work? Like was it outsourced to other countries? We, we have no idea. Bill. So um, I'm sure that's something that MPs are going to pursue.
0: Uh, and to say nothing of journalists like yourself. Only yeah. uh, only a few seconds left here, Bill. You mentioned right at the outset, and I have to conclude our, our conversation with this, it's not over. Now, it's it's not mandatory anymore. It's not a public health thing anymore. It's all about surveillance and control. And it seems to be temporarily parked they seem quite determined to go forward somehow with our travel plans involving the Arrive Can app. Do you get that feeling yourself?
1: Well, the scope of the app has completely changed. When it was created, it was all about COVID and being able yeah. to show that you're, you're, uh, you've Vaccine, got your sure. thoughts and all that stuff, and now it's about, uh, they say, you know, processing at the border to be able to put your custom declarations online a couple days before you show, actually show up at the border and that'll speed things up, they say, so. I mean that's possible. Some people do like it, um, uh, but you know, maybe voluntary actually eases a lot of the issues because that was the problem. There's a lot of seniors who don't have a smartphone and they weren't able to use it, so that that was causing a lot of problems. And and just the fact that it was mandatory was affecting a lot of people's decisions about whether to come to Canada to visit or not. So um, we'll see if there continues to be issues with it being voluntary. Or not Indeed.
0: Uh, if you have a chance, friends, go to theglobeandmail.com and look for the headline, Two Canadian Tech Companies Planning Hackathons to Show Arrive Can Should Not Have Cost $54 Million. And work your way backwards through the articles, the series of three articles, by our guest Bill Curry on the ArriveCan Can app. It's quite an eye-popper and quite an education. Bill, terrific homework. Thanks for that, and thanks for joining us on Thanksgiving weekend. All the best to you and your family.
1: Same to you. Thanks a lot, Sterling.